This episode of Half a Star is sponsored by Apple. Let's see what happens. On this episode of Half a Star, we are joined by two immensely talented comedians that make up the sketch comedy group Gender. I hardly know them. That's right. We've got Elena Bellier and Sydney Campbell. We are thrilled to have them on board. And Ben, didn't you and I used to do comedy? Sometimes. I bet there's some funny stories, as funny as that response. We'll dive into our half-star comedy stories from our own backlog, all on another fun episode of Half a Star, where bad ideas make great stories. He's Justin. He's Ben. Take it away, Rob. I don't listen because it's a podcast, but if you feel that you must, here they are then, Ben and Justin, together they are half of a star. And that was Rob McDonald. I don't know. I still don't think we got a name for that song yet. I have a name. What's the name? I'm not going to tell you. It's just my, my own personal name for it. Well... We're fighting now. That's, um, that's a great way to start our 10th episode, Ben. Yeah, woo, big milestone. We recently passed 600 listens. Yeah, that's, that's pretty 60, exciting. 60 listens an episode, technically. Give or, give or take, yeah. yeah. Might be a little bit more disproportionate. Some people, they uh, looking at the numbers, they go back to episode one. So episode one with Adam Brazer, where he tells the story of a Clorox wipe used on his, uh, his friend's butt. Um, that's that, that story has gotten more listens than uh, a lot of our other episodes. So folks, if you're listening to this, please know that this is not the kind of show where you have to listen to all the other ones before you get to this one. You can just hop on board anytime you like. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. You might enjoy, you might appreciate it more. You might see how we've grown as people, how Ben and I've grown as hosts, but no pressure. Yeah, I would say that the show's definitely evolved over the last 10 episodes. Uh, I feel like we've just gotten more comfortable. I think so. Yeah. Got a, got a good handle of how we uh, talk to each other. I mean, we only just met, you and I. Yeah, it's true. And I want to point out, too, that this is not the first time that we've spoken to Elena. Um, I'm really excited that Elena and Sid are on the show. But you and I just recently took a workshop as part of the Next Fest Festival in Edmonton. We did. And folks, I was being facetious. Ben and I have known each other for a decade now. We've been performing collaborative partners uh, for, for many, many years. And we decided to sign up for Elena Bellier's uh, workshop with uh, her tiny Bear Jaws Theater Company with her, uh, her work partner, Tori Morrison. They put together this really great workshop on how to work with your friends yeah, in the, the arts. The, the title of the workshop, I think, specifically was called How to Co-Create a Show and Stay Friends. So the month of July, Ben, you ready to go for it? Yeah, we have quite the schedule coming up, don't we? This month is so exciting because we have pears. Not the fruits, not the, I don't mean pears like apples and oranges. I mean pears as in all of our guests for the month of July are two people we're doubling down yeah we we uh we started off simple we thought just one guest at a time would be enough and then we realized 
that we were too good at that, yeah. I would say, and we wanted to challenge ourselves. So we decided to try to get four people into a Zoom room instead of just three. And I think it's, uh, I think it's worked out pretty well, actually. I think so, too. So you folks are in for a treat. And this week, we've got uh, Elena Bellier and Sydney, and Sydney Campbell from Gender, I Hardly Know Them. They're a great comedy duo bringing it to this episode. Uh, they got some good stories up their sleeves, no doubt. And Ben, you and I, we did comedy back, uh, back in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. We've got our own share of uh, Yeah, we certainly did. Comedy. We did comedy together. We did comedy separately. We did comedy uh, against each other. We did comedy against each other every so often. Um, yeah, I guess I can start with my half a star comedy story. Yeah, what do you got? Um, so you and I started our comedy journey way back in, was that 2010, I want to say? So yeah, like 10 years ago. Yeah. We were living at Brown's Court in a sublet for the summer. You, me, and our, our mutual friend Savannah were living together there. And um I remember we had the idea for the suspenders. We asked our friends to join up with us, Carly, Damon, and Ben Heyman. And uh, we ended up doing a bit of a residency at the local campus pub called The Wave. Yes. I remember one of these shows, we were doing uh, the game World's Worst. Right. And I remember, oh man, I'm going to have such a good joke here. It's going to be so good. It's totally going to kill because, you know, improv, you want to pre-plan as much as possible. Of course, it's heavily scripted. Yeah, and so I was like, I'm going to, I have such a good joke. I'm going to burn Justin so good in this game. And so I was pretty much the de facto host of the suspenders. So I was the one introducing the games and sort of running down how the games were going to work before the audience saw them. Um, and so I remember we were doing World's Worst. And I was like, this is going to kill we're going to start the game off strong. Everybody's going to, I'm going to get carried out of the, out of the wave on everybody's shoulders. And they were going to be chanting my name and everything. You know how comedy works. Ben Tin, Sis Boomba. Ben Tin, yeah, Sis Boomba. So I was explaining the concept behind World's Worst. They do this a lot on Whose Line Is It Anyway, but basically the audience gives the performers a category. So it's like World's Worst uh, Car Salesman. And then you would go up and just say a line of dialogue that would be the world's worst car salesman would be. Anyway, so I was explaining that in a similar way. I was sort of like, so yeah, uh, for example, let's say world's worst marriage proposals. And then I would, and then I was like, so then I would go up and say anything that came out of Justin Shaw's mouth. And I was fully expecting the crowd to lose it. And they did, but in a different way. That was the only time I remember being booed on stage. And I was like, I was like, I don't understand the audience's relationship to your love life to have such yeah. a visceral response to it. But like, I just felt so terrible in that moment. I was like, I'm a bad friend. Yeah. I'm a bad performer. Yeah. Uh, what the, like, I, I was so miscalculated and I still think about that good <laughs> a decade later and i just want to re-apologize for it that's okay yeah uh, uh, it was just yeah i was like this is gonna be so good it's so sassy it, it plays on our shared history that of which we had about six months at that point and like yeah, yeah. i uh well i think the audience just was like hey he's made of love look at yeah. him he's 
I doesn't mean any harm. I literally remember somebody in like a booth at the back of the room just going, oh, come on. <laughs> hey, my half star story is also kind of improv-y, kind of improv-based. Um, after Ben and I were part of a group called the Suspenders, this was just a university ragtag team. But then later, Ben and I um, uh, we were asked to join um, the Papalapalots, a Charlottetown be- uh, a much better improv group that was uh, uh, really let us cut our tooth at uh, at uh, being uh, comedians and really set us uh, on our on our path now. And um, I remember one day I went to the farmers market and I was getting a getting a coffee. I get there and um, one of the baristas he sees me and he goes, "Hey, you're a comedian, right? You're you do improv." And I go, "That's correct." He's like, "Yeah, Papa Lapalots." I'm like, "You got it." He goes nice my beard hurts (laughs) and i say i beg your pardon and he goes my beard hurts and i say i need more information because all i'm hearing is a person in a normal speaking voice says you do improv papalapalas and i say yes oh my bailed hurts just immediately transitions into baby talk. So and what I, he was referencing, yes. I, if, I, if I'm correct, yes, is there was a, a stand-up special that Zach Galifianakis did one time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was like doing a bit about if a five-year-old just went through puberty overnight, basically, and like woke up with a full beard. And had a beard. Now, rather than giving the context like Ben just gave here, the barista just went into it and i said i need more information and he says you know that zach galifianakis bit where he's a baby with a beard my beard hurts and i said yeah i'm i'm aware of that joke (laughs) why are you bringing it up now he goes oh for you can use it in your next joke in your next show so not only I get recognized as a comedian, which is kind of cool. Um, he offered me a joke, which don't love. Improv, not a, not a discipline that uh, you're allowed to plan anything. So he offered me a joke for improv, but not even that. He offered me another comedian's joke. A much more famous comedian, no less. A much more famous and much more successful, much funnier. And... Also, I don't have a beard. I know my, <laughs> I, I know my breathy timber might suggest I am a Paul Bunyan man, six foot nine, seven hundred pounds. I don't, I don't know. I don't know weight distribution. <laughs> six foot nine, seven hundred pounds. <laughs> all, all in the pecs, all in the butt, mostly in the beard. So I have no beard, no beard. Uh, so I don't know. Shout out to the Charlottetown Farmer's Market, where all of the colorful characters of Prince Edward Island congregate every Saturday morning. Giving them the what up. Now, we got to get to our guests, but before we get to them, we got to talk about the buzz. Yes, love the buzz. And we don't mean bumblebees, bees that have been bumbled. We, we love bumblebees. We love honey, or as Winnie the Pooh would say, honey. Closest thing to a Winnie the Pooh impression you'll get from me. That was way better than I was expecting it to be. Honey. He misspells honey on the pot. No one calls him on it. 
Oh, bother, bother, bother. But the buzz we're talking about doesn't require anybody to paint themselves up like a rain cloud with balloons to float up and steal the honey, unless you're so inclined. The buzz we're talking about is the periodical, the printed periodical available on Prince Edward Island. The buzz is a monthly periodical that's distributed to coffee shops, bistros, some other places around town. And it's got information about what's going on in the community. They're a great supporter of the podcast, as well as many other artistic, small businesses, cultural enterprises that really enriching the lifeblood of Prince Edward Island. Don't you think, Ben? Absolutely. I mean, as a performer, you and I have both spent mountains of time trying to publicize our events. And the first mountains. stop, mountains of time, you know, that unit of time, mountains. We measure time in mountains. When it's that much, we measure it in exactly. Uh, and our first stop when we're publicizing our shows is always the buzz because they're always good for it. They have a huge readership, a huge reach. And it's always uh, it's always a great read. Of course. Now, speaking of mountains, our next guests are from the mountains. Wow. Let's take well, it to well our... Well segued. Hey. Oh, that's the segue cue. We need segue music. We do. We? That's a good point. Let's ask... Some... Let's, let's see if our guests can help us out with that. Help us out. Let's take it to the guests, shall we? What do you get when you cross the Baroness Vaughn sketch show with Hannah Gatsby's Nanette? You get Gender, I Hardly Know Them, a queer sketch comedy team. This show features playwright and performer Elena Bellier and rapid fire dang dumb director and performer Sidney Campbell. Their comedy will leave you breathless, whatever your pronoun. Please be joined by Elena and Sid Gender. I hardly know them. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> so how have you been during this uh, global pandemic? Oh my God. Um, a question to lead yeah, with. Yeah, let's start light, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> In the face um, of Im imminent death, how, how are you? <laughs> I love um, it. Lots of live on the edge. Yeah, getting really good at cleaning my groceries. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'm outside with the dog, so you might hear some dogs every once in a while. I feel generally like, obviously the pandemic has been super annoying in so many ways, but, um, and not just annoying, inconvenient and terrifying and all that stuff, but also um, it has like provided a bit of a, a break, a stop. Um, I had a bunch of like, theater shows um and actually Sid and I had a tour that we were supposed to be doing this summer with a bunch of different presenters um and then having to cancel that was really sad we recently like we're getting the alerts on our phones yeah. being like hey you're flying to Vancouver and we were like we are not oh, <laughs> but um yeah I feel like I often I actually find that the summer is often my like busy time and so mm -hmm. Uh, it's kind of like theater producing wise. So it's kind of mm -hmm. nice to just be able to like take it a little easier, even though the past week, it doesn't feel like that because we've been working on this. Show all the time, but. <laughs> but yeah, totally. Like it was at the beginning when we, when we first were self-isolating, it was a lot of, I've got very little to do all the time. Um, never working, uh, sleeping for 12 hours a night, just like as much as a, a little toddler, maybe more. And then, over the last few weeks, we've only started working on the show. 
that's when I started having a routine. And cool. boy, oh boy, does that change things. If you have a set time that you wake up, you just feel more like a person. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're working on a, a project. Is that, I understand that correctly? Yeah. Like, so we, the, the day that the pandemic was formally declared, um, we were in Toronto for Toronto Sketchfest. Um, and let me tell you, <laughs> it, uh, what a backdrop to try to make jokes. Uh, and so we, it's really it, wild. Was, it was really funny. We went, we guested on this improv show the night that the pandemic was declared and we were, you said I improvised with them. Um, but it was, well, I wasn't meant to though. Well, well, because nobody showed up because people were freaking out about the pandemic. Oh, no. And they, so, a few very people came, and so we were doing the show, and they, anyways, you were saying. Well, well, just that they, like, there were a lot of instances. It was just wild, like, in terms of, you know, the idea of, like, oh, too soon, too soon. Um, like, I don't know that you could get more too soon than this, but every single joke, like, people, it would be, like, the trajectory of the evening would be, like, getting better, getting better, and then somebody would make another pandemic joke, uh. and then it would all go down. So, um, yeah, like, um, but, I mean, we, we still had a pretty good time, but when we got back to uh, Edmonton, we were like, oh, okay, I guess we're just going to see if any of our presentations happen, we don't know. And like um, a bunch of the festivals we were supposed to be working with were like a lot, it's looking like a lot of our stuff is gonna be postponed instead of canceled, but we were really like, what do we do? And so we started um, trying to make like a TikTok every day. We, we were like, ah, the, the TikTok, we will, she'll try it out. Neither of us had done it before. Um, we're and- juveniles, we're little kids. We're fun, <laughs> we're hip. We hop on the talk. And so we were doing that and um, it was pretty fun. Like it was also really nice. We just like filmed a pilot episode um, of a web series like the first week of March. Yeah, which was super fun, but like, oh my God, the timing, we got very lucky um, because a week later everything was shut down. Um, But we were kind of like enjoying noodling around with film and noodling around with like what are things like, can you say noodling around again? That makes yeah, me noodling, laugh. Noodling. <laughs> uh, we noodled our noodles, you noodle. Um, and we, I think we're kind of feeling like, like we were trying to find ways to like get excited about the digital containers that we now must live in. But, um, you know, and, and Sid, Sid has been doing some like improv with rapid fire online. Um, but then we got approached by the Pride Center in Edmonton about um, creating a show for their youth programming because there can be no pride events because it is mm-hmm. June and it's Pride Month, mm-hmm. no pride in Edmonton. So, um, so we were like, okay, maybe we could make a show for that. And then we kind of talked about it. And, and the more that we did, the more we were like, okay, okay, well, what if, because we have to engage with our, our screens and digital like apps and whatever so much, like, and there's so many silly things related to that. Is there a way that we can make a show that is like really clearly designed for like Zoom and phones and whatever, as opposed to something that's like, oh, it's set in a grocery store, but we're trying to like shove it into yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like the concept for it. It's like all of the sketches are take place, um, somebody streaming something like through their their camera or having like a Skype phone call or like there's a scene in a Zoom club and- Cool. Um, well, that sounds really fun. Ben, you want to watch it with me? Yeah, let's do it. Oh. Right. 
you sh- you crack a beer and have a while you watch it, like sit back, you know, chill out. Yeah. That's what we would recommend. Sid, cool. I, I had to stop drinking beer because it made my body look like melted ice cream. It was <laughs> like, I was melting. Uh, I was like, oh, I love beer. I can just drink it for days. But it's a bad idea if you drink too much. Yeah, so, so you're, on the, uh, you're on the clean liquors now, eh? Like I'm a on, scotch or a whiskey? or I like soda stream. So anything you can just like <laughs> drop yes! into that. I am I ice cream body. Give me, give me that soda stream. Soda, it, inviting the soda stream into our family has been the best decision we've made since the air conditioner. Now that's a five star idea. Ah, uh, yeah, I sense yeah. a segue coming on here. The se- cue the segue music. We have none. Uh, <laughs> you can use like. that if you want. There you go. We just made. Sounds like we have some improvisers in the house. <laughs> can we get another cut of the uh, the segue music from Sid, please? great track Bump. awesome for keeping that uh so half a star bad ideas make great stories that doesn't necessarily mean a story with a happy ending we want to debunk the myth that's been going around that these great stories have to be oh it all worked out for everybody in the end doesn't have to. It's a story that is so poor, can't even warrant a full star rating, much like this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so Sid, Elena, what you got? Uh, just... Mine actually involves you, but you don't know it yet. Okay, great. Well, mine doesn't. Should I go first so that we yeah, can then end? You can, sure. You, sure. You can go first. Okay, great. So my story is this. Buckle up. Uh, I, I had, uh, this was a number of years ago. I just had a big breakup with a, like a big, partner, a big partner, long-term partner. A big uh, partner. <laughs> they were massive. Uh, so my- I love a massive well, partner. Yeah, he was so tall, you guys. Fucking giant girl. Love it. Uh, someone's got a type. Uh, so so I was going, my friends, my, a couple of my girlfriends had planned a trip and they were like, you want to come on this trip with us? You just, you just went through a breakup. And I was like, yes, please. So we went to New York. We're in New York. We're having a gorgeous time. On our last night in New York, we're hanging out with our friend, Ben, who lives there. And uh, I don't mean, like, we got trashed. We were so trashed. I burnt my face with a cigarette. Like, <laughs> I, I, we met these people who then ditched us. Like, we, it was wild. Uh, my friend had lost her phone. She found her phone. It was a whole thing. So we get really, really trashed. And the next morning, we have to leave um, for the airport. But our flights aren't until the afternoon. So we have, like, the full day where we have to leave our Airbnb really early, but then we don't have to be there for until that late afternoon, you know, that, that whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wake up really early and we had gone to bed at like 4.30 or something and we wake up and like, <laughs> leave our Airbnb. And I am so, so fucking hungover. The most hungover that, I, that I've been since then. This is like, this is the worst hangover. And we have to like get all of our stuff and leave um, our Airbnb and we go to get bagels from this little bagel shop that doesn't have a bathroom. We're sitting in there and I'm too sick to even eat. I, and I'm like, Oh shit. Like it's, I'm going to puke. Um, so I try to find a bathroom cause there's no bathroom there. I go to this little restaurant close by. I go there. I puke. I come back, sit down in the bagel shop. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to take a bite. Oh, I, I gotta go again. So I will go back to that restaurant. I puke again. This time it's coming up both ends, baby. And then oh, God. I go back to the, the, the bagel shop. I'm like, okay, I can take a bite now. I take it. Oh, no, I cannot. This is the third time. And I'm like, I can't go back to this restaurant. They've watched me walk in and walk out. <laughs> and they probably can hear me puking. So I was like, I can't go there. So what I did is I walked to this little pizza shop. 
that had just opened. I was like, can I please use your washroom? And they said yes. And I go into the washroom and it's like dank in there. Like that, it was a gross, gross, gross washroom. And yeah. I was sitting on the toilet, you know, coming out bottom end. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to puke. So I go and to grab the garbage can to puke. As I grab the garbage can, I hit the toilet paper roll. It falls into the garbage can. I start puking on the toilet paper. <laughs> but if you remember, I have just diarrhea. What am I going to do? I have to take the toilet paper with my puke uh, and use it to wipe my diarrhea up. It was like, I was really, it was really gross. And this is not even the worst part of the story because I, I'm, I feel gross. I am disgusting. I like walk back with kind of a saucy bun still to, the, to this bagel shop. And I'm like, you guys, like, I gotta, I gotta go. We get onto the subway, and as we're on the subway, I'm no. friend's hand, and I'm like, I'm like, it's, it's coming again. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna poo myself. And she was like, baby, you can't poo yourself on the subway. You really can't. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. And she was like, she was like, you, you got, you gotta wait. So with the doors open, we sprint up. We find this little bathroom. I, I do not poo myself on the subway. We are fine. So then she says, you know what? I think you're really gonna feel better if we just go for a nice walk. We have some time to kill before our, our, our flight. So we walked and we went to the 9-11 museum and I started to <laughs> hours in the 9-11 museum. And then right after we watched a plane crash a million different ways and heard a bunch of testimonies, we got to the airport in New York to get on a plane, which was in fact the stupidest thing you could do after watching a whole 9-11 museum. <gasps> that, wow. That's so much. Yeah. I love that you took us on that, like, <laughs> physical journey of, like, your body. Like, I, just, I nearly yeah. gagged a couple times, but then <laughs> you ended with, like, a psychological torment of, like, Oh, I would yeah. also really like to commend you, Sid, because throughout that whole experience, you never once thought, what I need right now is a Clorox wipe. Never so once. Really, like, that I really, is yeah, I like literally, like, yeah, good on you. Shout out to Adam Brazer of the yeah. Charlottetown Festival. Give my boy the what up. Uh, <laughs> I think oh, Adam, Don Adam, Donald Trump said, let's inject Clorox or whatever into our bloodstreams. We say, no, don't do that. We say, no, we'll use it to wipe our butts instead. Wipe our yeah. bums with it. Please wipe responsibly. <laughs> so um, on that note, Elena, I guess we'll uh, <laughs> throw it over to you. Need a yeah, minute. I mean, that is obviously an act to follow. Um, I think mine, I'm, I'm kind of like my, my one or a half star thought is around or the concept that I believe merits the half star is the strip mall hair salon. Yes. Oh my God. That which, is a fuck. Yeah. Which I, I find, I do this thing like when I'm often, if I'm doing a show, I'm producing it. Not always, but like a lot, a lot of the time, like, I'll have these weeks where I'm like away, you know, like a week away from producing the show. There's like this giant, oh, somebody put on the lawnmower, amazing, um, giant to-do list of stuff to get through. And 
and you know like where your your whole day is like really slotted down to like into like half an hour increments like you're yeah. like i gotta go here and then i'm gonna pick up this and then dry clean this whatever um and often as i'm getting like if i'm performing in something i'll be like oh i'm about to be performing i should really get a haircut um because i i want to look presentable for this thing like i i feel i remember having a teacher one time say like before you take a big test a thing you can do is like make sure you feel like you look i don't think she said look really hot but like that's kind of the idea like take a shower make sure you like are like man i look great so at least you know like while you might be worrying about the test that on that front you're covered you're like um, coming in confident yeah Get, yeah getting totally. all getting all wild up for math <laughs> but i feel like i I have done it more than once where like I have a hairdresser in Edmonton who I love and who is excellent and um, who um, I will shout out it's Taylor Ryan so good um, but like I, I will sometimes have it where I'm like oh I don't I, I didn't have time to book a thing or it's like the show is tomorrow or he was booked up or whatever I've, I've done it twice where I have been like oh I and I, it's like, because the last time I did it, like somehow managed to fall out of my brain, but I will then go and be like, wow, also I'm so poor. Wow. Look, this haircut is only like $15. Yeah. How have I not been like getting $15 haircuts this whole time? I was an idiot. Um, and then of course I go, like, I remember this one time I got this haircut where like, like, you know how you're, you'll be sitting in the chair and they're like taking off little bits. It was like, like like little chi 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 no um instead it was like i just remember her taking the scissors and like watching like a whole like piece you know like inch inch by like square inch of hair just go away and be like oh whoa that was fast um and and it's like super choppy and bad um and then and then you kind of leave and are like, oh, and I have to pay you for it. And it was so bad. And, and now what, am I, what do I have no choice but to do but to make an appointment with my actually good hairdresser who's now going to, well, and then I'm, you know, I'm spending more money for a much worse haircut, like that I didn't really want in that first place, like wowzers. So um, that was foolish. And then, and then Sid and I were getting ready for this photo shoot um, in January? Yeah, this was January. Sid had come to Edmonton. No, flip it. Sid had come from Edmonton to Calgary. And we were getting photos um, by our friend Mike Tan, who's amazing. And um, and we were like, I would, and again, I was like, you know what? We should get haircuts beforehand. Oh, what do you know? It's the day. It's like the next day. So no, we call a bunch of places. Uh, Nowhere is open. Oh, but what luck. The strip mall is open again. So Sid goes in and goes first and gets this haircut where they keep saying to the hairdresser, um, hey, wow, you're going pretty short, huh? Like, and, and the, the hairdresser just like not picking, taking that, the hint and, and Sid like a few times, and it also took so long. Like we went yeah. in and we're there, like I waited for Sid the idea was that Sid was going to get a haircut and then I was going to get a haircut after. It took three hours for them to cut Sid's hair. And then afterwards, like, I was like, we got places to go. Like, so by the time that she got to me, I was like, I will take a bang trim. Like I, and, and 
she was like, oh, are you sure? And I was like, yep, oh, good. Which I, I felt bad about in, in so far as like, Sid, you kind of wound up being the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> but um, man, and then actually the next day when you had like styled it yourself, like it actually looked, like the photos look great, um, but you look great, buddy. But um, <laughs> like God, at the time, like it was just like, it felt like it would be too rude to be like, I'm so sorry. Can you just, stop we we actually would be really happy to just pay you the cost of this first part of the haircut and just we don't want the rest of it like we we feel pretty confident you're gonna fuck it up we'll pay you to not cut my hair yeah pretty much much. um yeah so half star for sure absolutely you were saying like that it was so clear to you that as I was telling her, like, wow, this is really short. Like, this is a lot shorter than I expected. You said, like, it's so clear what you were saying, but she was com- completely unaware. She's like, yep, yeah, do, 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 And then at one point, Elena even asked, was like, uh, you know, like, we actually do need to get out of here. Like, how long do you think you're going to be, like, a roughly? And then the woman said, it takes as long as it takes. <laughs> I think you've heard absolutely nothing, ma'am. Amazing. Love that. Takes as long as it takes. Uh, ben and I have gotten our share of haircuts together. Uh, I remember about 10 years ago, we decided uh, we wanted, uh, I don't know if we had like dates uh, that night. We wanted to look nice or something. Uh, we're like, we got to look sharp here. Uh, and we went to First Choice Haircutters, which is next to the Shoppers Drug Mart. Yeah. It, was, it, was between, yes. it was between the Shoppers Drug Mart and the pet food store. That's right. And so I remember that was back in the days when I didn't get my hair cut. I got my hair mowed. Yeah. So I would just, <laughs> oh. I would just get like a buzz cut and then just let it like grow super is, uh, big is, and floppy. Is that like a real term? No, but like oh, no, that's... No, this is, this is just like what it feels like. Yeah, His like head looking looks back like at, a shrub. It's yeah, a... like looking at 10-year-old pictures of myself, I'm like, yeah, there's like no shape to it. Like it, it's just like, it's just, there's no there's... maintenance happening. It's just gone and then it comes back and then it's gone and then it comes back. There's and some, I... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I had grown a beard for the first time that summer, and I was getting my hair mowed by, by this hairdresser, and <laughs> I guess in the manual or whatever the training <laughs> process was for a first-choice haircutter, they always say to square off the, like, the sideburns Got squared with, off. With, 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 like a, with like a buzzer or whatever, and then so she did that even though I had a beard. So I ended, I ended up looking like a Playmobil figure with like a click-on beard. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, so I had like one of those like I had like you're not like a like a hard part in my hair, but like on either side of my cheekbones. Anyway, it they was used very a weird. they used a lot of gel on your hair. It looked like Dep Ten that they bought from like the shoppers next door. Just yeah, right in there. You had like a a helmet for yeah, hair. like a bike helmet on. Yeah. It was great. And then they just yeah. they just <laughs> cut around the sides for me, and I was good to go. Uh, yeah, good day, good day to go get our prescription updated and get some cat food, and then get our haircuts. <laughs> well, yeah, and then we uh, and then that very same night, I remember that was the night that we took what we believe to be the worst picture that has ever been taken of the two yeah. of us, and it was Aww. because of those haircuts. It's true. So. Yeah. so I think the lesson here is, uh, listeners, uh, we got two pairs of friends that get their haircuts together. And the ones that get their haircuts to let, and you can quote me on this, listeners, get your 
best friend, get a haircut with them, and you'll have memories that last a lifetime. <laughs> Good, Thank bad, you. happy, or sad. Yeah, for better or worse. Yeah, that's, that's a nice quote. That's really quotable. Thank you. Yeah. We're very brave. Thank we'll, you. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll slap that on a mug and call it yeah. merch. Um, so this is uh, the part of the show where we usually plug any coolness that you've, you're, you're working on. We were talking about it earlier, your show. Uh, any other deets before you send us, uh, send us pack into July 14th to the 19th for the internet I just, show? I had to write a description for it yesterday, which made us laugh. So I will find it. Um, can I? Yes, I can. Um, okay, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm listening. Take my Wi-Fi, please. Gender, I hardly know them. Sid and Elena have channeled their debilitating loneliness into 55 minutes of nonstop laughs coming at you live from their very own houses. Put an end to your FOMO and get ready to raffle mayo, you dilt. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> wow. I can't, I can't wait to read that online and read it in your voice. That's I can't wait. You again, you can just use that for anything. You're reading, it'll make you raffle mayo. Yeah, <laughs> is that R O F L M A O? I'm saying that I'm yeah. the grandpa, actually. I like it, to think of it as some sort of millennial Gen Z burger joint, and one of their <laughs> toppings is raffle mayo. <laughs> now, Sid and Elena, you're both professional comedians, sketch comedians. Uh, all I have to say is, um, my bailed hearts. Do you get it? My bailed hearts. Is that Zach Galifianakis bit? Because he said it, and uh, he imagined a baby with a beard. Ring-a-ding-ding. What's that sound? That was a callback. All right, folks. I think our guests have hung up on us. And who could blame them, honestly? Now we have to hang up on you, listeners. It's been uh, a slice. Ten episodes we, in. We'd love to thank uh, Elena and Sid for stopping by and sharing their stories with us. We'd like to thank you for listening. Hopefully, um, hopefully someday we're capable enough interviewers that our guests just don't keep hanging up on us. That'll be cause for celebration. But until then, we're just going to keep on keeping on. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for listening. He's Justin. He's Ben. Wash your hands, don't go to the park, take care of yourselves. Black Lives Matter. Daryl! <laughs> <laughs>